Welcome to Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. For decades, astronomers have been perplexed by planetary magnetic fields. Now, researchers are hoping observations of exoplanets could help us understand magnetism better. That's next. You've learned from Quanta. Now we want to learn from you. Quanta is conducting a series of surveys to better serve our audience. Take our podcast listener survey, and you'll be entered to win a free Quanta book, t-shirt, or tote bag. Head to quantamag.typeform.com backslash podcast to answer our questions, or click the link in the podcast description. In our own solar system, there's no rule that explains which worlds generate magnetic shields. For example, Earth has one, but its sister world, Venus, does not. Astronomers suspect that one of the best ways to understand the mysteries of magnetism might be to study worlds orbiting other suns. By collecting a census of exoplanet magnetic fields, researchers could determine whether they are common features of other worlds. Mary Knapp, who studies exoplanets at MIT's Haystack Observatory, says doing so would help put our solar system in context and resolve some abiding curiosities. She says Earth versus Venus is a good example. Earth and Venus are quite similar. They're similar in mass. Their orbits are not that different. They formed at the same time from the same protoplanetary disk, so the compositions can't be too wildly different. It's been a challenge to build such a census and to even find exoplanet magnetic fields, because these fields are faint and hard to detect. But in April, two independent teams found what appears to be the signature of a magnetic field produced by a rocky planet orbiting a small, dim red dwarf star about 12 light years away. The planet is called YZ SETI B. It's slightly smaller than Earth and likely too hot for life as we know it. Yet, finding a magnetic field on a rocky world could tell us more about how magnetic fields form and how they impact a planet's evolution, and even its suitability for life. Jackie Villadson is an astronomer at Bucknell University and a member of one of the teams. The big picture goal is to answer the question, could there be life out there in the universe? And like, If you go down a level, we're trying to answer the question, are there habitable planets? And we know from our solar system that magnetic fields play an important role in affecting how a planet loses or retains its atmosphere over time. We don't know the whole story yet. That's an active question in solar system research. But we know, for instance, that Mars doesn't have a strong global magnetic field like Earth does. And when a solar eruption occurs and stuff is hitting Mars, you can see like chunks of Mars's atmosphere being ripped away. Like Mars really loses a lot of atmosphere without that shield. And so that may have played a role in why Earth is habitable currently and Mars is not. And so we're trying to answer the question, how common are strong global magnetic fields on Earth-like planets. In our solar system, Earth and the four giant planets, 
Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune have significant magnetic fields. Mercury has only a faint field. Planetary magnetic fields are powered by an engine called a dynamo, which generates electric currents in fluids deep within a planet's heart. On Earth and the four gas giants, this process is strong enough to form a protective magnetic cocoon around the planet. It deflects charged particles that would otherwise blow away the planet's atmospheres. Ann Biswas is an astronomer at Queen's University in Canada. Magnetic fields are very important for any life form because in Earth it acts like a sheet from all the radiation, external radiation, solar storm and everything. Scientists suspect that many of the 5,000 known exoplanets have magnetic fields, but detecting them is a different matter. In the 1970s, astronomers surmised that when a planetary magnetic field interacts with the planet's host star, it might produce an observable spike in low-frequency radio waves emitted by the star. These are known as auroral emissions. As seen from Earth, the timing of those spikes would depend on a planet's location in its orbital track. They're like a periodic fingerprint that indirectly reveals the planet's presence. Jake Turner is an astronomer at Cornell University. People have been looking for radio emission since the 70s from exoplanets, partly because in the solar system, Jupiter is just so bright in the radio compared to the sun. And so people thought this would have been a really good way to look for exoplanets. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be that way. So it's definitely a long, it has a long legacy. But I think now where we actually have telescopes that are at the sensitivities that all these theoretical models have been predicting for decades. The first exoplanet was found in 1992, but finding magnetic fields has proved difficult. But there have been promising candidates. Evgenia Shkolnik, an astrophysicist at Arizona State University, and colleagues used atmospheric data from four hot Jupiters, giant planets orbiting close to their stars, to get a hint of magnetic fields in 2019. In 2021, a team led by Turner used the Low Frequency Array Telescope in the Netherlands to detect a radio signal linked to a planetary magnetic field in a system 51 light years from Earth. And later in 2021, a different group of astronomers detected ultraviolet emissions from a Neptune-like planet called Hat P11b. That's 123 light years from Earth. The emissions suggested that the planet has a magnetosphere. But none of the detections were definitive, and none were of rocky planets. In 2017, astronomers found exactly the system they needed for the type of indirect observation they'd hypothesized for nearly 50 years. Three rocky planets orbited the red dwarf, YZ Ceti, a cosmic stone's throw away. The system's proximity to our own makes its planets convenient targets, especially YZ Ceti b, the innermost planet. Plus, red dwarfs typically have stronger magnetic fields than stars like our sun. Here's astronomer Jackie Villadson. We were targeting red dwarf stars because the strong magnetic field would make the energy release greater and make the predicted radio waves brighter. So this was just one of the first systems discovered that meets those three criteria. And those brighter radio waves are the fingerprint of an orbiting planet's magnetic field. Now, two teams have turned up evidence of a magnetic field made by YZ Ceti b. 
Both teams spotted periodic bursts of radio waves that seemed to occur when YZ SETI B reached a similar point in its two-day orbit around the star. Villadson's team detected the telltale radio fingerprint using the very large array in New Mexico. We did see bursts of radio waves and using the brightness, working backwards towards kind of the deflection area and then the strength of the magnetic field. We worked out that the planet would need a magnetic field strength similar to Earth's to cause this brightness of radio waves. The other team, which includes A.N. Biswas, posted its results shortly after. That group made similar observations of periodic radio spikes using the giant Metrowave radio telescope in India. Biswas says they're 99% sure that the signal is coming from the planet. Skolnik, who wasn't involved in either study, says the results are promising. The data that they have now on YZ SETI is very interesting. I think it's very suggestive. I wouldn't consider it a confirmation just yet. I think we need to see a repeated pattern and really understand the star better. But I think it's very suggestive and it's absolutely worth keeping following up on and characterizing the star. And we see this theme play out in all aspects of exoplanet science, where we need to understand the stars better in order to tease out the planetary signal. A more definitive definition would require more observations of the star and the periodic radio spikes. Skolnik and others are hoping that similar observations can be attempted for the TRAPPIST-1 system of seven Earth-sized worlds orbiting a red dwarf 40 light-years from Earth, or even for the red dwarf Proxima Centauri, the closest star to Earth at 4.25 light-years. That one hosts a probable rocky planet. Finding exoplanetary magnetic fields is crucial for understanding how prevalent they are and how planets make magnetism. Robert Cavanaugh, an astronomer at the Netherlands Institute for Radio Astronomy, says we don't really have a good understanding of how these things are generated on planets. In our solar system, a dynamo seems to be key. But a dynamo might not be the only way to generate a planetary magnetic field, especially in super-Earths. Those are worlds that are between Earth and Neptune in mass. They're among the most common type of exoplanet spotted so far. Miki Nakajima, a planetary scientist at the University of Rochester, is investigating whether heat fluctuations within a planet could do the job inside worlds that have molten interiors but lack a solid core. She's interested in whether a magma ocean can produce a magnetic field. She says magma oceans should be pretty common in super-Earths, but astronomers say that new techniques are needed to transform the search from one-off detections into the type of census they're hoping for. One idea Mary Knapp is working on is called GOLO. It would use a fleet of thousands of small spacecraft to study radio waves from exoplanets. Another idea is Farside, a proposed radio array from NASA that would be placed on the far side of the moon, free of radio interference from Earth. If any of these projects come to fruition, astronomers might solve these abiding mysteries or uncover an even more puzzling trove of unearthly delights. Here's astronomer Mary Knapp. The strength of magnetic fields, both as a function of planet size and age, we have some modeling and some theory that tells us maybe what that correlation should be, but we don't have data. The solar system sample isn't big enough. So will we find Earth's? With Jupiter-sized fields, 
Will we find Jupiters with Earth-sized fields? I don't know, but I'd really like to find out. Arlene Santana helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Jonathan O'Callaghan's full article, Exoplanets Could Help Us Learn How Planets Make Magnetism, on our website, quantamagazine.org. Explore math mysteries in the quanta book The Prime Number Conspiracy, published by the MIT Press. Available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore.